Hey guys, what's up? I'm Yarel Ramos. And I'm Jessica Molina. We all have those weight hold up moments in life. Those times where our perspective shifts and our hustle changes as a result. Each week, tune in as we chat with a new guest who's on their grind and learn the pivotal moments that shape their journey. And when we're not chatting with a guest, Jess and I will dig into the latest weight hold up moments happening in politics and pop culture. You're listening to Weight Hold, hold Up. up. Welcome back to Weight Holds Up. What's up, Yaren? I'm doing so amazing. I'm super excited for today's episode. I know you are. Yes. I can see it. I can feel it. I'm bopping over here, which you guys can't see. But what else you can see is that we are in the room with two other dope, fabulous women. We yes. are with Brenza and Melina from Tamarindo Woo-hoo. Podcast. Hey. Hello. Tamarindo Podcast How's in the house. house. What's up? Yeah. Hold up. So it's basically four <laughs> powerful vaginas coming at so you. So many strong. vaginas. Yes. That's right. So For many. Real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's plenty of pulsing. <laughs> there's kegels happening right now. Yes. Yes. For yes. Sure. So honestly, we're excited because we haven't this is our first podcast collab. The crossover. Right. Yeah. And, and we're we're newbies, guys. Like we just started, but I know you guys are celebrating. Yes, it's our two, two year. years. Yes, we're two years old. This is Brenda, by the way, from Tamarindo. This is our two year birthday, but we are the new and improved Tamarindo 2.0 with Melina. Oh, yeah. awesome. So uh, it's not my two year birthday, but I like to think of I, I think we've said this we on the podcast, yes. like Brenda started this project and, you know, she then was looking for a new co-host. So she kind of birthed it, you know, and then we, I did a guest co-host and we were like, we were like dating, right? And then she asked me to be her work wife. And so now I'm, I'm co-parenting the Tamarindo Tamarindo. baby. How long has this collab been happening? Oh, since, I want to say September of 2017. Okay, Okay. yeah, Yeah. exactly. So for all of our listeners who haven't had the pleasure of listening to Tamarindo, what what would they expect in a typical episode? Or is there no typical episode? Ooh, we don't think they're all atypical. (laughs) There's a few things that that we follow, and I think that... um, we re- we recently revisited our our little blurb our our you know 30 second description and i feel pretty good about it i feel like in every episode the the kind of spirit of what we describe in this in this blurb is is present so we like to say that we are a Latinx podcast of Latinx voices at the intersection of pop culture and politics. And we serve up both critical and comedic interventions. And I think that's really important. And I, I like that we figured out how to say it succinctly because yes. it took us a while. There's funny. Um, there's funny. There's comedy. We weren't saying that before. Yeah. But every episode's funny. And that's that's the comedic intervention part, right? Because we get into some heavy topics. We talk about sociopolitical issues and you might have figured it out by now if you've heard our podcast we're really into representation and mm-hmm. the intersection of race gender and and media but we make fun of things too and we are very sarcastic and we find yeah. the humor and we in make things. it funny um as melina said we make it really funny and occasionally we ask our guests like what would they throw a chancla at and what makes <laughs> okay. their heart go bitty bitty bamba like I we make it, it fun that's how we that's how we close it and out and then you guys have like a prop right yes yeah, my matraca the matraca comes like out every once in a while something out yeah when we're cheering like oh my god amazing matraca okay. for that yeah, it's, a, it's well, a shout out matraca for your two year I know. anniversary yeah, yeah. thank you i can't believe i didn't bring my matraca <laughs> chancla for me for not bringing it <laughs> 
that's really exciting. And I think that one of the reasons why this episode is so important and that we're all hyped for it is because it's Women's History Month. Thursday, the day that this podcast will be released, is International Women's Day. And what this episode is going to be about is us talking about sisterhood, us talking about female empowerment, feminism, about how we collaborate and work with others and Make sure that our feminism is not just lip service and how we can really uplift one another. Mm-hmm. And I think that a really great segue into to get into that is if you were able to watch the Oscars or if you just watched the recaps, that was more than or if you were or on all Twitter that you needed to trending. do anyway. Yeah. Or you watch social media <laughs> right. and you don't yeah, live exactly. under a rock. <laughs> is um, Frances McDormand did a, in her acceptance speech, talked about an inclusion writer and that was her big way of trying to say we need more women involved in projects and so we're gonna have melina jump into why what is an inclusion writer school us all a little bit and uh yeah take it away well thank you very much jess um i have to start by saying that i hope that i end up writing an inclusion writer one day but first i'd like to be included in one Mm. um and and i just want to echo what you were saying uh this these words first kind of crept into the collective consciousness on Sunday during the Oscars when Frances McDormand accepted her Best Actress uh, Oscar. And she concluded her, her thank you speech by saying, I have two words to leave you with tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, inclusion writer. And at that moment, People everyone, everyone, I'm yeah. sure, started getting on Google, <laughs> Google because there, is was our this, friend. there was a crazy Google spike of people looking up yeah. what the heck an inclusion writer is. I'm sure some people thought it was like writer, writing, W-R-I-T-E-R, yeah. it was actually, right? It was actually still trending on Monday. Yeah. Like Monday yeah. night, it was still trending. People, you know, curious about it. Right. So essentially what an inclusion writer is, it's a stipulation that actors or other people in the entertainment industry that hold power it's a stipulation that they can ask for or demand as part of their contract to boost diversity, inclusion, and equitable representation of underrepresented groups um, on their set or on any projects that they work for. Mm. And this kind of started uh, being talked about a couple years ago, or let's, I think four years ago, um, this woman out of USC, her name is Stacy L. Smith, and she's the director of the Annenberg Inclusion Initiative at USC. Uh, wrote about it in a, in a study in 2014 and she actually I, I just read about her in this NPR article and it said that she was shocked herself she had no idea that Frances McDormand was going to say anything about her study but she must have read it um, so essentially that's what it is it's it's a tool for actionable steps to be taken towards really boosting diversity by not just paying lip service to it but by people in power, people with privilege who are already enjoying the benefits of, uh, you know, a fruitful job or whatever. Success. Exactly. Yeah. Success essentially can boost people up mm-hmm. with them. And and I and I think it's, it's awesome. And I'm curious to see how soon it'll start being implemented. I think that what's interesting and what I also want to see is that I think that there are many women and women who we would look at in Hollywood who are successful who still don't feel like they have the ability to call any shots, particularly women of color. And so it will be interesting to see if they can say, listen, it doesn't have to be one Latina or one, you know, Asian woman or one black woman in this movie or at the table. Like, I want to make sure that I'm bringing my sisters with me. And I think we saw that happen with Jessica Chastain and Octavia Spencer. And that was a couple of months ago it came out that basically Jessica Chastain said – First of all, Octavia schooled her in the best way on 
intersectional feminism. Yes. And basically, Jessica called her up and was like, can you believe this stuff about pay disparity? And Octavia was basically like, home, hold up, homegirl. Like, what about me? Like, do yeah. you know black women are still right. so underpaid? Yeah. And Jessica, and, and that's the way that we should be having these conversations, right? With people that we love, who will listen to us, who will allow us to be in that space, and who we can, like, educate. And then Jessica said, I'm going to make sure that you're making the yeah. same as me. Right. And that's the way that the this inclusion writer will happen. Well, people being bold and saying it's all or nothing. Right. And have and having in, you know, what the uh, the amazing part of, of, of that is, is that, yeah, Jessica's this white woman, right? Octa uh, brings in Octavia to the studios that normally wouldn't probably even take these ideas of a, like inclusion you know, all over their, their projects. Right. So that was also too what Francis was saying is like, check out our projects, you know, let us come to the table and present them because we need funding. Right. And right. if we need funding to, to do these projects then we can bring along all these other aspects that we want to include in these films right. or, you know, in these, on these TV right. shows. So that's like, I mean, I don't know. It's such an interesting uh, idea. And I love that she shared it on, on such a grand scale and then asking all the women that were nominated, you know, stand up and being uh, like, yo, yeah. you know, look at us. Look at you guys. Look at the power you have. Like, like, let's make good work and let's empower each other. And right. to, to put some teeth to it, right? Because we were all saying about lifting each other up and supporting each other, and and we were realizing and recognizing the problem. But I think it was really refreshing to be provided with a specific policy or actionable yeah. thing that you can yeah, do, yeah. as Melina described. And now we're all learning about it and thinking about, you know, how do how do we do some our version of an inclusion writer in all of our respective industries? Mm -hmm. So um, I come from the nonprofit field. And one of the things that I was reflecting on, it, there's so many things that we could do, little small policy change so that we can be more inclusive. So for example, there's a lot of nonprofit boards that may not have gender representation and things like term limits can be really, really helpful to be more inclusive. So I really hope that we all learn from this to think about actionable items, mm -hmm. actual yeah. policy changes and things that we can do differently so that we can put some teeth behind this idea of like, let's support each other and oh, you're right. doing great. Right. What does it actually translate when we don't, when we put some real change behind it? And I think, oh, I'm sorry, like maternity care, right? Like it was interesting because I want to say it was either on Avatar Guardian, I don't know. We, we, we've, we've joked that Zoe Zadania is allowed to play every color, but her actual color. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> right. And yeah. so what, right. one of those. That's one, so true. Yeah. Right. It's so true. One of her, those Marvel films that she was in, she after she had her twins, she asked for um, a nanny as part of her salary. And the studio said no. And she's like, you literally give like Leo a Lamborghini or whomever, whatever. And I'm asking for child care. Right. Yeah. Like these are my children. And if you want me to be a part of this project, then you've got to pay for me to have the liberty to step away from right. my family. And so it's things like whether it's at the most basic level of you're a secretary at a company and you want to like rise up to you're an actress in Hollywood, trying to having to spend months away from your family and you've got young ones at home that no one's respecting the role of you being a mother, which is ultimately holding you back. Right. Yeah. And I think that that brings up an important thing to consider in this, as we move forward with this idea of inclusion um, and diversity, the way that you, you make that is not necessarily through equality, but mm. equity. So mm. people need uh, equitable responses to what their needs or oppressions are. Just as you were talking about right now, um, 
uh, a woman who's a new mother needs a, a different stipulation in her contract right. or needs different types of economic support. So she might not necessarily want her contract to be equal, right. but equitable, equitable, right? Responding right. to her mm -hmm. particular needs. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and something interesting that, that I was reading the other day was that like, you know, I think it was according to Twitter, they've seen in the last few months like a 50% increase in the conversation of, um, you know, women's rights, gender equality, feminism. And back to what uh, you were saying, Brenda, about like how does that translate and what we can do? Because, yeah, we can all talk about like, yeah, sisterhood and let's help each other out and let's work. But I'm sure you guys, I'm sure that you guys have been in places where you even feel like other sisters, like other women are like blocking you or uh -huh. stopping you or it's like, uh, uh is it me or is it you? And it's definitely not going to be you. So, you know, or we're like throwing chancas at all them bitches. <laughs> I mean, because I do want to point out that at the same time, like sometimes we get in our own way. We can talk about policy. We can talk about the trending hashtags and the Me Too and the hash, the Time's Up and the and, and the things that they're raising and the Oscars and whatnot. But sometimes, ladies, like we are in each other's ways and sometimes we are the ones that don't allow others to grow we are the ones that are in boardrooms when like it's only there's only a space for me right and I, I don't need to mentor you and i don't need to like help you out because i made it by myself so when are we also gonna talk about these issues that even i'm assuming happen in hollywood as well oh i mean in every so industry yeah. in every space um thank you Yara, for talking about that i think what i want to in include now is as we were talking about some other women podcasters that inspire us is a fabulous podcast call your girlfriend and they um have trademarked this this concept called shine theory which basically boils down to if i don't shine I don't shine if you don't shine. Mm. And, and we have to get behind that idea that we should be supportive of each other because when when we lift each other up, we really do, we can rise together. But why is it so hard for us to see it? I mean, because, yeah, we can see it on the on the, on Twitter. We can see it on all these efforts that a lot of people are taking. But I, I must, I'm going to say this from like a personal level. It's hard. Like it's, it doesn't work like it doesn't work as easy as it sounds. Right. Because the patriarchy is so effective in <laughs> yes. making us believe that there can o there's only room for mm -hmm. one of us. Right. Mm -hmm. and I, I genuinely think it's become a systematic thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's 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 inherent in like the Latino culture, in all cultures, in all communities of color, I think. Um, and particularly among women is that we have been conditioned to believe that they have set up the system as such that we can't get on a board. Right. Right. Because of these term limits or we can't get the job because of these poor maternity leave and, and things like that. And so when you do when the opportunity does present itself, there is only that one spot. So you can't lift your sister up with you. You have to push her down. Mm. And so that is goes back to the policy changes of saying there's got to be more because I'm not going to play into your game anymore. Right. You have created this game and you have created the rules and you have allowed us to fight against each other, which is then it's like almost like the way I envision it is this room that women are in and that men have like put like this little piece of cheese on the floor oh my and we're, yeah. we're hungry. Yeah. And so it's like rather than Very cutting up the games. cheese like, right. and divvying yeah. it up, exactly. we're literally like, nah, get out my way. That's my cheese. That's yeah. my cheese. We've got to yeah. break down the man that brought the and, cheese And the in. men are outside <laughs> yes. like laughing yeah. at yeah. us. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. They don't realize that there's a big piece of pizza right behind them. Right. Ha, 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 ha. That reminds me of this really 
intense, violent scene in uh, Batman The Dark Knight. Mm. Do you remember when the Joker goes into the pool club and there's all these other like movers and shakers and like big level gangsters of, of Gotham and he he breaks this uh, this pool palo. What is it called? Oh my the God, pool a pool stick. He breaks a pool stick mm -hmm. in half. He drops it in the middle and there's there's three men there. And he said, the, the only one who survives this is not going to get shot or whatever is not going to experience even worse violence so these men are now trying to kill each, each other, other up with the freaking and stick. it's really really intense because they're they're three men of color and this is oh, this almost reminds me of another scene where um what was the uh, oh in Django Django Unchained uh Leonardo DiCaprio's slave master yes. was having these two oh, black yes. men like Mandingo fighting and 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 that's that's how these oppressive systems work, right? right? That's that's how hegemony works, where it turns people who are experiencing the same oppression against each other because it's so pervasive and it has become embedded in, in, in our social fabric. And so I think that I, I, I have to agree. This is Melina speaking. I, I want to agree with what, something that you said, Yarel, is that it's so hard. It's hard to practice. It's hard to... Um, to name it and I think one of the things that we can start to do an entry point maybe is just being transparent mm -hmm. having these conversations with ourselves and you know if we're brave enough if if the energy is right with maybe with other women that we are experiencing mm -hmm. this with I think I, I felt it too along not just in my workspace but even with my you know with my group of friends and my and my close sisters my, mm -hmm. my crew my my committee, I call it, you know, that's great. your amigas, <laughs> petit comité, uh, of like, you know, just just making sure that we change that, you know, like if we've seen it or we are around it because we share this so much that at least it's like, well, that's not who I'm going to be. Right. And then I'm going to learn about policy. I'm going to learn about changes that we can make, that we can implement where we're at so that this doesn't have to be happening you know, so frequently at least, and maybe we can somehow change the way things are done where in the things that we do in the fields that we're yeah. in, you know, because ultimately it's, it's going to be, it's going to come down to, to, to change within us. And uh, because they're not going to change, right. you know, these men that are at, at these board, at these levels, they're, they're still going to be like, ha, ah, here's a cheese, go for mm -hmm. it. And then there's a the pizza outside. And we could be like, ladies, yo, there's a pizza outside. Mm -hmm. why, why do you yeah. want cheese? We got to go pizza. And there's you know more of I mean? us than there are of them. Of them. Right. So you can tell I learned how to make yeah. the pizza, <laughs> oh. which I loved. But, you know, it's interesting because I think it's like that idea of transparency that you mentioned, right? It's like if we look at what's going on with the Time's Up movement and Me Too, is that sadly, um, how many women knew that another woman was walking into the lion's den? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? And they didn't stand and up for it. And they didn't stop. Yeah. They didn't say they didn't say anything. They saw someone going into towards someone's hotel room at night or, or they saw someone being in an office with their boss for maybe too long or you know and and this is again not passing any blame or uh, those those systems will freak you the fuck out that you will feel like you have to stay silenced. But I think that if we can move towards this right. space of even having those conversations of like, yo, this is the job that I do. This is how much money I get paid to do that job. How much money do you get paid to do this job? We, before we started this episode, um, everyone, we were talking about our podcasts, you know, learning how um, they run things at Tamarindo because it's ultimately about let's learn from each other. Let's let's take the veil off. 
let's stop let's this grow space together and let's grow together yes. let's literally say this is what's happening in my corner what's happening in your corner because it's probably a lot more similar than it is different right um and i think you know i want to jump into back to the shine theory really quickly because there's something beautiful not beautiful but really interesting that happened in um the shine theory about this idea of feminism versus women's empowerment um if you yes i will read aminatou so reading your words here so this is uh, what she wrote she says women's empowerment is very very different from feminism feminism is a political movement and women's empowerment is about selling etsy slogans and charging you an arm and a leg for conferences with women who are just as lost as you are in the big world and let me tell you this speaks to me so much this is you know this is brenda and just from my experience and let's see what you all think but you know we're in the podcast space and part of the inspiration i'm sure is the same for 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 behind behind your show is that there weren't that many latina podcasts out there and that's why that's why there was this inspiration this motivation to start this and as you try to break into the more established podcast you know in a lot of these quote-unquote white podcast spaces these these like podcast festivals it's all about how big you are and and, and it's this lip and service about being and downloads and in fact there was a podcast festival in LA where the registration they were trying to get more women of color but the registration was four hundred dollars this is when you know when we when we think it's trendy to be yeah. inclusive but we don't make things accessible right. so mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of room to to, to um, improve in in um, this trend to dress up as inclusive, but then you're not actually doing, you're not actually yeah. doing the work that it takes to be inclusive. And so I'm glad that we're here collaborating. Right. And then, and exactly the conversation about women's empowerment and feminism and, you know, that intersection of like when things can actually happen and change. Right. And so we want to make sure that we leave you all with a way that you can go out there and maybe you're not the policy maker at your company, but you are a policy maker in your own life and how you choose to lift and uh, uplift and support the people, not just the women, but the people in your life matters. And so we want to just give some actionable steps that everyone can take this Women's History Month in how you can support, particularly, sorry dudes, the homegirls in your life. Um, And so I would love if we can just go around the table uh, and and maybe give some tips to what's what's one thing that each of our listeners can do to support Mm. a woman in their life. You know, something that I that caught my attention the other day was like the power of writing, mm-hmm. like actual writing. So we're so used to writing things on our phone. I mean, voice notes. I have this thing where we're like I need to write things down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and underline them and like highlight them. And there's I don't know. I feel like there's a beauty about it. And I and there's a beauty with writing letters. And I, I would I would love to see, you know, a lot of us maybe write a letter to someone, you know, whether maybe, I don't know, a mentor, your boss, your sister, your best friend, you yeah. know, that you haven't talked to in a while or you haven't connected with and maybe write them like a handwritten letter about, you know, why you admire them, why you respect them, why you love them, what, you know, beautiful things about them and just that like 
written fan love kind of thing <laughs> i love that something in the mail that's not um, yeah. like bank of america and i'm gonna hold yeah. you guys accountable to that i'm gonna hold you guys accountable to that i want to see that letter oh my god okay so we'll, yes. we'll take a picture of the letter yeah we're mailing to send it right. to okay, we're, and we're yeah. giving like an inspirational note yeah yes. so, i actually just bought yes. some really cool cards that say chingonas all over it so oh, perfect I have vintage stationery. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's that <laughs> I jacked from my parents' garage. So it might be my mom. Sorry, mom. Or it might. I don't know whose it was, but it's real cute. It's yours so. now. That's right. No one's using it. Um, yes. Well, what would you do? What's your Melina, recommendation what's here, ladies? Melina. Spotlight. What's in your freedom <laughs> rider, Melina? Um, in, oh, girl. Okay, so those are two different questions. <laughs> Tell um, us both. They can have similar answers. I think uh, something that we can do um, this Women's History Month. Uh, is change the name to Women's Herstory Month. No, I'm kidding. That reminds me of, um, I mean, that's fine if you want to do that. But <laughs> again, I'm not about cosmetic changes. I want the action. Mm -hmm. I want the, the, you know, the manifestation of that energy to happen. Yeah, I love that, so, cosmetic changes. Mm. Yeah. Two snaps in <laughs> um, So I am someone who searched for a long time for mentors. And I think once you click with a mentor, it's a really beautiful thing. Um, and, and so I actually, I want to shout out, uh, aside, my mother's my number one mentor, Alicia, but uh, a mentor that I found actually most, like a few years ago, um, and, and our, our relationship's developing and getting closer, and she's so amazing, and she's an actor and an educator like me. I want to shout out Rose, Rose Portillo, um, so I think that I want to encourage people to thank their mentors, connect on a deeper level with their uh, elder, feminine, femme, woman, woman-identified mentor. And, and I tend to have, so I have a mentor, right, that knows she's my mentor. But there's also people that I admire mm. so much and that I almost fangirl over and I don't let them know how amazing I think they are and how much their work or or you know, their quotes or just watching them carry themselves in a certain way uh, has affected me and helped me learn. So I want to challenge people to reach out to your mentors that know they're your mentors and then also kind of give give some, some shine and, and gratitude to mentors who you might not be that close to. Because it, it, it's still... Who don't even probably know, that, know that, exactly, that you yeah. consider them yeah. a mentor. Wow. Exactly. I love that. I love I'm it. I'm going to implement both of your recommendations. I'm going to write... I'm going to write a nice handwritten note to someone that doesn't know that they're a mentor. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I think what I am going to do as my recommendation, and if you are in, um, I'm sure many of your listeners are probably in some, some cool, cool feminist clubs or things with other women. So one thing that comes to mind and that I'm going to continue to do, um, well, that I thought about doing, but didn't actually do, so I'm going to do. So I'm, uh, I was involved with an organization called Hispanas Organized for Political Equality, HOPE, uh, which is a fantastic organization. And I, um, they, they help develop women to run for office. And they do a leadership program every year, but I don't know if there's enough people on that board pushing to invite trans women. Mm. So I'm going to, I'm going to contact some of the board members there and, and some of the past participants that have done the Leadership Institute to think about recommending a trans woman to apply for that program. And any of you listening, if you are part of some sort of women's cohort, think about pushing them to invite some trans women. That's what That's I amazing. suggest. Yes. I love that. I love it. Well, 
I'm going to go with the example I was giving before we even jumped on this uh, episode. <laughs> and that's going to be the problem, the thing that you can do while you're listening to this episode. And that is find three accounts that um, are, are Instagram accounts or Facebook accounts, if you're still on that thing. Uh, and <laughs> find women that you follow who, whether they're poets, whether they're artists, whether they are shop owners or just dope women that you follow – and maybe like me, I yeah, I'm not that, that you don't know that you don't really personally know. Well, that you probably that you don't personally know because it's people that you never commented mm. on their account. Like I personally am not social on social media. I just like like mm-hmm. so and then just go about my day. So this would be the time where you write a little note, um, a little message to someone, telling them why you love their account. Maybe there's something that they posted that was really personal. Leave them that encouragement that they need. Leave them that thank you for taking your energy, taking the time to, maybe it's an educational account that teaches you about feminism, that teaches you about Afro-Latinidad, that teaches you about something that you don't know on your own. And so thank them for their time. Thank them for their energy. Thank them for their effort. And yeah, and just leave that little note. And I would encourage you to do three because these are quick and simple and you can do it while you're on the mm-hmm. toilet. So, you know, take yeah, care of that's for most of us are checking that <laughs> your morning instagramming <laughs> session yeah and right i would say even donate ten dollars donate ten dollars to yeah if, if they, they have, have a patreon account. if they have a if they yeah i mean like don't go get coffee for two days yes okay? exactly make yeah, it at exactly. home yeah so if you do a little love note on social media you can use the hashtag women stand up so we can see it too yeah, yeah. also if you love. write a note or if you yes. you know even if maybe you're leaving this note for your mentor on their instagram or something but if you write a note um take a picture of yourself hashtag women stand up let people know that we're supporting mm-hmm. each other that we want this to be a space where we are it's not lip service we're mm-hmm. about we're we are we're about, about the change we're about right. yes and, and definitely keep it intersectional. I think maybe I'll add that as a little addendum to mine. Uh, I think this, this is a great time and a, an urgent time to be intersectional. And what that means is to reach, make sure your feminism is reaching outside of, of your own identity, yes. right? Outside of my cis, straight, Latinidad, you know, my, my cis, straight, Chicana identity. Like, my, my intersectional feminism has to be bridged with the liberation of black women and trans women and Asian women and Arab women and so on and so forth. So Amen. And I yes. love what you're saying because it actually makes me think of also thinking of like um, class, yes. right? And so I think actually I'm going to add an extra one to think of the um, service workers that you interact with on a daily basis, whether that's a cleaning lady in your office, a cleaning lady in your home, or someone that cooks at a restaurant that you love. You know, think of the service workers that you're interacting with um, that you maybe see at least once a week. And if you can send, slip them a note as well. That Let's is just really buy sweet. that stationery. That, I think, is to let them know that they're seen, that their work is not gone unnoticed, and that they are loved and that they are appreciated. I think that is that is what our lives are supposed to be about. That's an excellent idea. I, my office is it's all beautiful. women. I'm going to have the whole office sign a card and I'm going to give it yeah. to the, the lady yes. that comes to clean our office. At and the you're going to share day. it on, on yes. social. So we can yes. Hashtag I women stand that. up. And women you can put a gift up. certificate in there yes. for one of these women-owned businesses. Meaningful. Here you go. Yes. That you're shouting out. Look at all yes. these ideas we're having. Maybe. Yes, oh my gosh. we solved it. We've solved it. All the problems. <laughs> I, I think we smashed patriarchy. I'm, what? I'm not sure. what do you smashed? Think? I think 
done. <laughs> done. <laughs> done. I think I've got some uh, some glass in my feet from all that stomping. <laughs> <laughs> Women stand up. And if there are any ideas or ways in which you all want to just express your appreciation and support women, let us know on both of our socials. Uh, where can they find and connect with you, ladies? Uh, they can find me. Uh, this is Melina at at Melina Bobadilla, M-E-L-I-N-N-A-B-O-B-A-D-I-L-L-A at Instagram. And please follow us at Tamarindo Podcast uh, on Instagram on and Instagram. Twitter. And on, tw- on Twitter, we're tam- Tamarindo Cast. Thing. On Twitter, we're Tamarindo Cast. Um, and our website is www.tamarindopodcast.com. And then my social is at Brenda Ricards. It's not as fun to say as Melina Bobadilla. That's such a fun name. I know. That is a really fun <laughs> name. <laughs> it's super fun. That's it. Awesome. Yeah. So interact with us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your opinions. We want to hear how you're celebrating this month. But we also just want to hear how you're living life, living life in this grand scale of being intersectional, being inclusive, loving, supporting, uplifting. And tell us a story of how a woman really maybe helped you out, because that's what it's all about, y'all. As for Yadel and I, you know, you can find us on Wait Holds Up Pod. And we look forward to interacting with you both with you, you both just the two of you hopefully yeah, there's, 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 there's way more than we two of you listening that's how intimate this yeah, is that's so exactly intimate. it I just see you two sitting there with your glass of wine <laughs> writing out all these actionable items yeah, you can do right. you I love those this socks on you by the way candles <laughs> <laughs> yes well you know where to catch us on social and of course for both of these podcasts, please rate us on iTunes. It means yes. so please, much to yes, us. Please. It helps other people find us. We share. Share it if, if you like an episode. Share, share the episode. Review. Put yes. us on a list. Exactly. Send us a postcard. Right. Send us a call. What's up? Just send us a send card. Us an email. Hashtag women send yes. up. Make sure you yes. use it. Send yes, up. exactly. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining this us. This was so much fun. It was so thank fun. you. Yes. I was like, oh. You guys, I just wanted to like draw a heart. So much passion. So many heart eye emojis. Yeah, heart emojis. And yeah, I love the message today. And I hope that all the listeners, you know, take it in, do their own work in their respective fields and their communities and what they do and that they share with us, you know, their love as well with this hashtag. Hopefully we can see a lot of responses on social with, you know, women stand up. And thank you guys so much. Yeah. It was so nice to have you here. So much fun. Don't miss them, (laughs) y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Ponte un sweater. Ponte lipstick. Wait, hold